too self-absorbed after the miracle to return and give him praise. What tragedy. It ought to be a sin, and I believe it is, to be unthankful to God. When you know God has done something for you. Come on, say amen like I'm talking about somebody you know. Matthew Henry Roy once told the story. He said, I was robbed by knife by thieves and they took my purse or my man bag. And he wrote these words in his diary. He said, instead of me being angry, let me be grateful first because I had never been robbed before. Second of all, let me be grateful because although they took my wallet, they didn't take my life. Third, let me be grateful because although they took everything I had, it wasn't all that much. And he said, fourthly, let me be grateful because it was I who was robbed and it wasn't me doing the robbing. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You catch it? You can be grateful, beloved, to God for everything that happens in your life. And to everything that ain't happened in your life. I want to help somebody get their praise right today. Because some of us think we can only praise him when when he's doing something good. You can praise him for what didn't happen. This is how the believer learns to be grateful. Instead of ungrateful. I feel like working today. I've been off for months. I feel like... Like punching the clock today. What am I trying to say, brothers and sisters? Gratefulness is a mentality. Yes, sir. It's a mindset. And the believer must cultivate, appreciate, and anticipate on this journey in the relationship with God. You're gonna have to work at being grateful. Tell somebody, I got to work on it. I got to work on it. We quick to complain about everything. Am I talking to you? But it's hard to be grateful. Jesus in this text, Sister Mary's daughter, is on his way to Jerusalem. We're preaching now in a series of months. We're going to see him go to the cross. He's starting that journey on this Sunday. Yeah. And when he starts heading toward the cross, he stops on the border of Samaria and Galilee. I said this is a border town. Yes, sir. And at the border, he runs into some outcasts. At the border, he sees people who've been rejected by society. Wow. Yes, sir. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the border. At the border. He runs into racism. Yes. At the border. At the border. Yeah. He sees fathers who've been separated from their babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the border. Y'all gonna come on and help me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sees mothers who've been displaced. Mm-hmm. At the border. At the border. He runs into people who've been rejected by other people. Yeah, yeah. He's at the border. Yeah. At the border. Where the Jews hate the Samaritans. And the Samaritans hate the Jews. He can't get to Calvary until he deal with what's happening at the... I got a few witnesses in here. 
And when we come to this text, he unpacks that thing. In fact, as you know, he sees 10 brothers there and I'm going to unpack it. They cry out to him. Have mercy on us. What a cry. Of course, he does it and then he orders them to go see the priest. And so forth and so on. And the text happens. Why am I here today? Well, there are three things we can learn from these lepers at the border. Yeah, number one, we can learn that they have a need for a savior. Number two, we can learn that they have a necessity for salvation. But number three, we can learn, yes, that they have a neglect for sacrifice. I'll unpack it as we go. Y'all going to study with me? Uh, Come on, don't play with me. Y'all going to study with me? Keep your Bibles open and let's walk in the text. Verse 11, the Bible says, now it happened. Mm-hmm. You should never read the word too fast. Yeah. Yes. Because that right there is getting ready to open this text for you uh-huh. in a way that you've never seen it before. Right. Now, now, somebody say now, now. it happened. Yeah. That as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed, y'all see it? Through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Mm -hmm. Then, somebody say then. Then. As he entered a certain village. Y'all see that there? There met him ten men, Sister BJ, who were lepers. And they stood afar off. Beloved, when we come to this portion of the story, As I mentioned earlier, Jesus is making his way to the cross. But on the way, he's got to enter this border town that's filled with issues. Mm -hmm. But the one issue that Luke wants us to focus on is there are 10 men, heads of families, and they got a problem. Their problem is they got leprosy. You say, what's that, Pastor? I'm glad you asked. Leprosy was a chronic, infectious disease that was characterized by sores, scabs, breaking out all over your body. And it caused for men to be put out of society on the outskirts of a city to dwell in what was called as leper camps. Now why did this happen? Well Moses. In Leviticus chapter 15. Ordered the Jews. To do this. Somebody broke out with this disease. You put them on the outside. Of the city. And there were two types of leprosy. That were. Uh, notorious in that day. One was the one that I just talked about where the scabs broke out on the skin. But the other was a flesh-eating portion of leprosy. One, you would just break out with sores. But the other one, you would lose your limbs. Are you with me here? So a whole hand could fall off. A whole foot, a whole arm could fall off. It was a flesh-eating disease. So in order to protect 
the majority of society, you had to put them out. Why? Because this was contagious. Y'all listening now? When we look at this text, these brothers are first of all forced, somebody say forced, to live somewhere they don't want to be. And they're there because the law commands them to be there. Did you notice in the text says, it says that when Jesus saw them, they were afar off. They had this law for the lepers, little Armstrong. They had to, whenever you would come through the border town and lepers were there begging for food, first of all, did you know they couldn't run into town through drive through and grab something? The only way they could eat was if their families brought food from the house, came to the border and threw it to them. Because they couldn't have contact. Secondly, they had to cover their beards and cover their faces. And if anybody, Jesse, came close, they had to yell out, unclean, unclean. So when they see Jesus afar off, you get the picture. But instead of them hollering, unclean, unclean, guess what they holler when they hear Jesus? Lord! Have mercy. Y'all hear me here? They're recognizing for who he is. I just might preach, Mother Caldwell. Come on, help me. Look at this text. When I look at it real good, these chin lepers, I wrote myself a note, Sister Wilson. Somebody's family lost their daddy. Somebody's family lost their provider. Somebody's family Lost their sons and daughters, queens and uncles and aunts. Why? Because leprosy didn't discriminate. It wasn't a disease just for men. It was a disease for children. And it separated loved ones for all of their time on earth. It was mean. It was cruel. Devastating. Wicked. And it was caused by sin. Can I unpack that? This disease for us today in Dr. Luke's text, it's a picture. It's a picture of a bigger disease that we have in our world today. Y'all don't mind if I work, do you? The disease is called sin. And it's a chronic disease. And I know you look good, but you got it. Your boo got it. Your children got it. Talk about it. Your mama had it. Her mama had it. And her mama had it. And they passed it all the way down. Everybody in here has been impacted by this disease. Y'all in here? I'm going to keep going, but it'll make you act up. It'll make your mind play tricks with you. Yeah, yeah. It makes your limbs start to get weary when you get old. Come on, old people, talk to me. Sin. And the Bible says that because of sin and because of rebellion against God, which is what sin is, mankind has inherited death. We've inherited disease. We've inherited pain. We've inherited sickness. We've inherited murder, deceit, loneliness, grief, 
anxiety, sorrows, and despair. You gonna get out of this world with something jacking you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're gonna have the perfect body, and I know you're gonna live long and prosper. God bless you, scouts honor and all that stuff. That's a lie. You're gonna get something. Are you with me here? So you can quit acting like you got it together right now. Everybody in here got a little something, something, as they say. Am I talking to you? Yeah. What I like about this text is this picture is that, like that community, those men, they all got it. You know what sin did? Sin devastated our planet. Huh? From Africa to Asia, North, South America, Australia, Russia, Europe. Every hamlet, every village, every suburb, every ghetto, every human being that's ever been born of a woman is contaminated and affected with sin. That's why people misbehave. That's why stress messes with them. Are you with me here? This disease is so awful, beloved. Here it is, Reverend Tong, and I hope... You start the car for me after I run through this list. But this, this problem, it, it makes you do things you thought you'd never do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Huh? It makes you go places, Ambria, you swore you'd never go. It makes you say things, Jordan, you never thought you'd say. It makes you wish you were never born. Can I got a witness in it? All right, daughter, good to see you. It makes men think they women, and women think they men. Sin. Sin. They say, I, I was born this way. I say, well, you're right about one thing. You was born wrong, and you was born with a disease, and it's called sin. And it's making you act like you act. So if you want to say you was born that way, okay. Sin will make you act a certain kind of way. Come on now. Can I call Roe Gabby? Come on, help me, daughter. Sin makes you kill one another. Sin makes countries go to war. Sin makes a mother kill her babies. It makes the babies kill their mother. Sin makes people steal to eat. Sin makes the rich starve the poor. Sin will make you put crack on the pipe. Y'all in here yet? All I'm trying to say is these men, they had a problem they couldn't fix. Daughter Andrea, they had a disease they couldn't cure. And what they needed was a savior. What they needed was somebody to rescue them, Mother Ross, from this horrible disease. We've looked. At the leper's need for a savior. Uh-huh. Let's look now at their necessity for salvation. Come on now. Verse 13. If you're in here, say, I'm in here. I'm in here. The Bible says when they saw Jesus, they lifted up their voices. Y'all see, don't make it up what? Look it up. It's on the screen. Let's read. Let's read 13 and 14 together, shall we? Let's read. And they. Oh, come on, family. Come on, ready? And they. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 14. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the 
Uh-huh. Fifteen. And one of them, when he saw, uh-huh. Verse 16. And fell down on his face at his feet. Thank you, family, so much for your participation in the preaching moment. When you come to this portion of the story, you get to see three things that occur that the reader cannot miss. Number one, you see ten men crying out. And they're crying out together. Y'all catch that there? I like to say they are asking for the mercy of God in community. Come on now. Come on, come on. Okay. In spite of their physical differences, their cultural differences, their sociological perspectives, they were once hating each other. But now they find themselves in the same foxhole. Are you with me here? And they need God to do something supernatural for them. Y'all hear that? Number three, when Jesus sees their despair, it's got me, Reverend Billings, he speaks to their situation. And when he speaks to their situation, look at what he says. Go to the priest and show yourself to him. Can I unpack that part for you? Why did Jesus say this? Well, this command from Christ was a test. It was a test for the leper community to see if they really believed he would have mercy on them. Brother Tommy, good to see you. They cry out for mercy. Uh-huh. He's going to give them a test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give you a test to see if you believe in my mercy. Mm. Go show yourself to the priest. Now, why to the priest? Well, according to the Levitical law, in Leviticus 14, 1 through 32, whenever a person got cleansed from leprosy, in order to get back into society, they had to first go to the church. Mm-hmm. and report to the priest. And the priest had the responsibility to examine them to see if the disease had been taken care of. Y'all in here? And not only that, niece, after he examined them, they had to bring the Lord an offering. What was it? An offering of gratitude. An offering of thankfulness, and then the priest would release them back to their responsibilities in the community. Y'all in here now? So, what we see here in this text is a necessity to be saved. They were on death row without any hope until Jesus. Gives them mercy. Until Jesus saves by faith. Y'all catch that there? So it's by faith. They got to walk to the priest. Y'all hear? To really see if they've been saved. 
<laughs> they ain't working to do nothing. Y'all see, the Bible is consistent from the Old Testament to the New Testament. God only saves by faith. You can work right till you blew in the vein. It'll never guarantee your salvation. Why? That ain't how he set it up. He set it up from Genesis to Revelation. Hey, I feel like preaching. Preach it all. So for you to be saved by faith. Caitlin, that's it, daughter. It's by faith. So here we see the necessity. They got to believe that he's had mercy. And then they're to go show themselves to the priests. Now look at this text. There's something else powerful about this. First of all, the lepers, as I mentioned, had to believe. Mm -hmm. And guess what? This really got me, Roy. They had to believe that only Jesus <laughs> could save. Y'all with me here? He was the only one. I could have mercy. Y'all with me now? The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hopeful. The evidence of things not seen. Y'all see that right here? Can I tell y'all a story? Hudson Taylor was on his way to the mission field. Reverend Bruce, you appreciate this in China. And out on the sea, uh, the winds stopped blowing in the ship. The captain was concerned and came to his quarters and knocked on the door. He said, Brother Taylor, I got some bad news and I know you are a praying man. Pastor Taylor said, well, What's wrong? He said, we have no wind, and our ship is drifting toward the islands. And on these particular islands, the people, the natives there, are known for killing and eating strangers. Oh, Lord. Brother Taylor said, well, what do you want me to do? He said, I heard you were praying, man. And I need you to pray. And Taylor said, well... If you want me to pray, I need you to do something. The captain said, what is that? He said, I need you to set the sails. Oh, he said, I, I would look like a fool to my crew if there's no wind and I go and raise the sails. Hudson said, I'm not going to pray unless you raise the sails. After going around a few times, the captain said, okay. Pastor got on his knees and prayed. The story in the diary says this. About 45 minutes later, captain came back. Taylor said, yes. He said, you can stop praying now. We got more wind than we know what to do with. Why did I tell that story? Faith in what you can't see is always what saves you. Y'all in here now? Gabby, daughter, faith in the power of God that God can do the impossible when the impossible seems impossible. That's why it's called faith. And that's how God chooses to work in your life. He uses faith. Somebody holler faith. We've looked at the leper's need for a savior. We've looked at the, the, the leper's necessity for salvation. Daughter Lisa, let's look now at the leper's neglect and sacrifice. Right. 
and we'll land the plane. Y'all gonna help me? Can you give me good a good ten Baptist minutes? That's a juicy ten. Verse seventeen. Bible says that Jesus, when the leper came back to him, the one, he answered and said, Were there not ten that was cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way, son. Your faith, somebody say, Your faith has made you well. And that's loaded right there. Beloved, as I get ready to close this story, I'm honored to show you the sad tragedy of an ungrateful faith. See, instead of returning to praise God, for what he done, uh-huh. Reverend Nichols, the, the nine leopards, they show us a selfish ungratefulness yeah. in spite of the mercy that God has shown to them. Yeah. Let me argue my case. See, Sister Gail, these lepers should have yeah. been grateful for the providence of God. The fact that Jesus showed up in their area was enough for them to come back and tell him thank you. They should have been grateful for the love of God that caused Jesus to even pay attention to their need. They should have been grateful for the grace and the power of God that brought about their healing. They should have broke out, Reverend Tom, in a song. Come on, Mama Cindy. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Y'all with me here? Can't nobody do me like the Lord. Nobody should have to tell them what chorus you should be singing. You was just about to die. You should have been willing to give God praise. Reverend what a tragedy, Pastor. What a wasted moment and a blown sacrifice. They missed a chance to give God praise. Sister Mickey, good to see you. Can I get a witness here today? Here it is, Reverend Billings. I think you'll appreciate this. I think, Reverend, I think, I think they got amnesia. I think they forgot who did the miracle. I think they got distracted by the healing. And I think they got beside themselves and beyond themselves. Mm. From Nichols, I think they became ungrateful. Oh, Lord. They went from having faith that God could do anything and experiencing his mercy and power to Sister Zuniga being ungrateful for what he's done. And they demonstrate this by not returning. To say thank you. Any Americans in here? How often do we as America take our blessings for granted and fail to thank the Lord? How often do we fail 
to bless the name of the Lord, Lady Michelle, after he's done marvelous things. Deacon Martin, how often, my brother, do we fail to tell the story about what God has done? How often do we fail to prostrate our hearts in the presence of the Lord? How many times do we fail to get back to church after God has made a way? Out of no way. I lost a few amens right along through that. How many times, Sister Wilson, love of my life, yeah, do we fail to give God a gratitude offering after he raised our salaries? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. How many times, brothers and sisters, do we shout and celebrate over the gift but fail to praise the gift giver? Oh, Lord. Tell everybody, look what God did for me. But you ain't came to praise him. You ain't came to tell him thank you. What a tragedy of being, watch this now, an ungrateful believer. Y'all hear that right there? Secondly, in this verse, daughter Alyssa, Jesus, he asks a powerful question. He says, where are the nine? <laughs> Don't read the word too fast. Where are the nine? I see this one. But where's the other ones? Well, what a powerful question. Jesus wants to know what happened to him after mercy had been shown to him. And I got the same question for our COVID survivors today. Come on now. Open it up. You alive and you above ground. I got a question for you. Where are the nine? That God has shown mercy to. Where are the people that Jesus heals? Well, perhaps Billings, they got their blessing and they left. Where are the nine? Perhaps they got their desire for riches and they left. Where are the nine? Here it is. Perhaps they became... YouTube famous. Yeah, yeah. TikTok great. Right. Oh, Lord. And they left. Amen. Where are the nine? Perhaps they receive a little prosperity. Come on now. And now they can't come to church. Where are the nine? Perhaps they got their spouse and the dream house. And they don't do church in person no more. Where are the nine? Perhaps they got a chance to lead and experience some greed. I don't know, Jesus. I want to answer your question, Lord, where they went. But according to Luke's story, only one had the right mentality to come back and tell the Lord, thank you. Sister BJ, good to see you. And this was an unusual man. Jesus said he was a foreigner. A Samaritan. He was an outcast. He was rejected by society. He was hated by other brothers. Are you with me here? 
if anybody had some kind of reason not to be in the presence of a Jewish Messiah, it was this brother from the other side of the tracks. But he the only one got some act right when he got some get right. I'm sorry, my Ebonics is on 10 today. Y'all in here? He was an outsider to the commonwealth of Israel. But yet, he saw when God did something, God need to be praised. He came back to Jesus and gave glory to God. Yeah, yeah. Bible say he fell at his feet. Yeah. See, sometimes your worship, Jesse, got to be uh, undignified. If he really done something for you, you don't need nobody to tell you prostrate right here. If he really done something for you, you'll throw your head back, you'll holler, you'll cry, you'll get all snotty, you'll prostrate. Because only you know what God has done. You know medicine didn't do this. Counseling didn't do this. My good insurance didn't do this. This was the law. And it calls for you to get undignified. I got a lot of degrees behind my neck. But when I think about the law, I don't care what school is watching. I'm going to get undignified about what God did for me. I wish you will tell me to be quiet. You don't know like I know what God has done for me. In fact, I used to hear my own crazy friend Bishop Dickinson say, if you knew what the Lord did for me, you tear this church up yourself. Oh, y'all in here now? Yes, sir. I got to get out of here. I'm out of my Baptist minutes. But the Bible says that they ran to tell the priest. Can I pack that right there? They went to tell the priest, right there, what the Levitical law said. But notice that Samaritan, he don't go tell the priest. He become the priest. He's like, I'll get to the protocols later. Right here, I'm going to break the law. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because God's love trumps the law. Yes, Are y'all in here now? Yes. He decided, I'm going to give you yours first, Jesus. Yes. Because you're worthy That's right. of the praise. Can I say some more? These nine lepers, they went to the priest to declare, get the priest's position, permission that they were ceremonially clean. But the Samaritan wanted something more. That intimate, personal conversation with the Lord. And because he did, he got something the nine didn't get. Y'all in here? See, they got cleansed. Hallelujah. But guess what they didn't get? A one-on-one conversation. With the healer himself. Guess what else they didn't get? The blessing of eternal salvation. Y'all read the text, right? Jesus asked the question, where are the nine? And then he said, didn't nobody return but this one? He said, okay then, arise. Look at the king. And go your way. Why? Your faith. Y'all catch it right there? It's made you whole. 
They've been cleansed, but they ain't made it whole. Hey, look at me. Come on, talk to me, daughter. It's possible to have your problem fixed, but your life not be saved. That's it. That's part. It's possible yes. to not have the chronic illness no more, uh -huh. but your soul not saved. That's right. It's possible, Ed, to give up drinking in the pipe, uh -huh. but your soul not be saved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been healed, but you ain't made whole. I wish I had a witness right through here. It's in the text. You, you, you probably have all the tools the counselors can give you, but your soul ain't saved. That's why we never stop at just fixing the external. Mm. We always look at the internal. Y'all in here? Well, I'm closing now. I've been off a whole month, so I got some hours of preaching in me. And I know y'all ain't ready for that. Sister Wilson might be texting me, come on in, honey. I'm closing when I tell you this. I'm glad today that one of them had a grateful heart. I'm glad today that one of them had some sense. I'm glad today that one of them made sure to give God the praise. I'm glad today that one of them knew where the blessings came from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certain things happen when you know where your blessings come from. Not only was he healed and saved, but God gave him that relationship that the others didn't have. And I'm glad today that God has many lepers in this world. Some of us been called from the dope house, but we've been saved. Some of us been called from the sex house, but we've been saved. Some of us been called from the jail house, but we all been saved. Some of us been called from the pole house, but we all been saved. Some of us been called from the gambling house, but we all been saved. Come on, help me preach, New Beginning. Some of us been saved from the liquor house, but we all been saved. I'm closing now, but I want to remind you, whatever you do on this Sunday morning, don't be like the nine lepers and practice an ungrateful faith. Don't forget to give God the praise. Don't forget to give sacrifice to the Lord. Don't forget the wonder of worship. He's worthy of the praise. Don't forget the ultimate sacrifice that cleanses you from all unrighteousness. And don't forget the awful Friday night 
outside of Jerusalem. Don't you forget they stretched him high and they dropped him low. Can you help me here? Don't forget the nails in his hands and the thorns on his head. Don't you forget the spear thrust in his side that you might be saved. If God blessed you, then hallelujah. But don't you forget the lamb died. Didn't he die? He died. Didn't he die? The earth shook back and forth like a drunken man when the lamb died. When the lamb died, heaven went into mourning. Earth went into confusion. And hell got happy because the lamb died. Don't you forget the lamb died that you might be saved. They put his body in another man's tomb. And early, 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 I think I want to stay right there. Early, early, Sunday morning, he got up with all power. Didn't he rise? Didn't he rise? Didn't he rise? I wish I had ten lepers that will wave your hand today and say he's all right. He's alright. He's alright. He's alright. Right. Say yeah. yeah. Say yeah. yeah. Are you the one yes, who's come to give him praise? Yes, sir. Are you the one with a praise on your lips? Yes. I wish I had ten of you that'd get on your feet and help me with this old song. Can't nobody. Do me like Jesus, can't nobody follow. Do me like the Lord, can't nobody oh, Do me like Jesus, because he's my Come on, brother Fred, pick me up, turn me up. 